Well, holy triple digits, Batman. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 100 for the week of Wednesday, the 23rd of January, 2014. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. Eli. Justin. Adam. And John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and Superpower Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. Well, tonight we're all here, we're all going to do a review, and we're going to celebrate 100 episodes with something pretty darn cool. everybody and thank you very much for joining us for the 100th episode of our show. Technically we've done a few more because we haven't counted our Q&A episodes like the great one that we did with Eli last week uh, in the um, episode count and we've had a couple of special episodes but for regular episodes this is the 100th episode and all of the regular crew are here. So Ben let's start with you. How are you sir? I'm well thank you. Fantastic. Life's been treating you okay? Yeah, not too bad. Good. So, Ben, instead of the usual how are you, I, I want to go around the room, as it were, tonight and ask what the highlight or highlights of this experience have been for you so far. When you look back on uh, the last two years, 100-plus episodes, what have the highlights been for you? Well, other than working with a fantastic crack team of professional podcasters, <laughs> um, I probably have to say a, a lot of the interviews have been fun, uh, enlightening. Uh, a lot of the people we've interviewed have been just really amazing, really giving of their time, um, gone out of their way. And on the humorous side, I think when we had that continuous run of strange noises accompanying every guest where it got mm. to the point where every time we introduced ourselves to a guest, we asked them if they had uh, a parrot in the room, a fan, children, uh, a battery in the smoke alarm failing. It was just, it yeah. became a running gag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. It's, that was certainly been interesting. We certainly are, are better prepared for how to prepare a guest now aren't we definitely yeah oh, all the yeah. question yeah all the questions that you wouldn't think that you had to ask that you have to ask because fair enough they're not doing it all the time like we are That's and we still right. screwed up <laughs> eli yes how are you sir radiant radiant <laughs> as always <laughs> so what about you highlights of this experience to date listening to myself <laughs> <laughs> Besides that... Oh, okay. Um, the bits in between the segments. That nobody else hears. They hear some of it. But, uh, <laughs> the stuff that doesn't get rec- doesn't make it to the episode, That there's a lot of fun that we have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I love those bits yeah. where we're trying to put somebody off their straight face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Script bombs. Script bombs. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, Episode might be an hour and a half, but it can take four hours to record it. And I wonder why that is. <laughs> <laughs> and um, looking at me, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Yes, good sir. How are you? Good, thank you. How's life up there in 
wherever you are. <laughs> wherever I am is fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you, you and Eli haven't probably had the heat wave in the same way that we have in the not quite so eastern states, have you? No, definitely not. I mean, we're it's just, been just hot, having a slight 35 degrees. That's all right. That's nothing. Army. <laughs> you got your jumper on? <laughs> and my vest. <laughs> so, Slippers. So, Justin, for you, yes. highlight. Uh, well, the highlight was pretty selfish, actually. Ben and I got to talk about an hour and a half about uh, Marvel Legends a few episodes ago, which was pretty good. Very good. Um, and the live recording we did way back when. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was good to put uh, faces to people. Absolutely. And body shapes. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> and like Eli said, the, the laughter is always uh, good. Indeed, indeed. Mm. Hey, Adam. Hi. How you going? Pretty good. You come here often? <laughs> well, lately, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, so, the highlight for you? Um, I, I think I just enjoy being on the show. It's just fun. I get to talk to you guys, you know, every week or so, however often I'm on. Um, but if I had to say something specifically that happens in the show, I'd say every time I get to say badass or Lego. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and don't, don't forget listening to Eli. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a given. I just assumed that we were just skipping yeah. over that because it's so obvious. You guys must have had a great day the last 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah. That's right, because we listened, got to listen to a lot of you. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it was pretty was great. good. It was great. You were all right too, Scott. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Uh, hey, John. Yes. I left you to last because you're still waking up. Yes, I am. What what time is it where you are, John? Uh, six a.m. that's so. So one of the highlights for me, and it's not my turn yet, is the commitment that John has shown to being a part of this show by getting up ridiculously early on Saturday mornings to um, come and play with us. So thank you. My one morning to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, besides the um, being able to see the sunrise while you talk about toys, what is the highlight for you, Ben? I don't know. I think it's been, uh, you know, getting to talk to people all over the world because we've talked to people from England, Canada. Um, you know, we've talked to Tom down in Argentina, um, to you guys. You know, we've just talked to people all over the world, and I, I think we've all, um, you know, showed how similar we are, but yet how different we are. And I, I think that's been pretty cool uh, for me, you know, I that's been an unexpected outcome, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that for me, as well as um, obviously the great guests and the opportunity to connect with those people um, and their generosity as well is something that has been um, amazing. There's nobody that we have asked to talk to who has said no. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes it's harder to actually get it scheduled than others, um, just because of people's schedules and time zones. But there's no one that we have wanted to talk to who's not been interested and, you know, usually more than willing and gone out of their way to promote it and, um, just send their animals and children out of the room. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> take all the batteries out of their smoke detectors and, um, but you know, just the enthusiasm and, um, for some of the people that we have kind of contracted out of the blue have really stayed in touch and become supporters of the show and continue to communicate to us. And that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but just also the fact that we get, uh, feedback and, and responses from people, um, 
and for something that really we just love doing is just so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and most of the feedback is positive, and even when it's not, it still um, shows that people care and that they're interested. And you know, it's all it's all good because it's all engaging. And um, especially, you know, when it's people that um, you know we we don't necessarily know through the forum or through our real lives, people who've just found the show and not only taken the time to listen, but have taken the time to actually communicate with us and tell us what they're enjoying. That is. Um, really gratifying so a huge thank you to everybody out there absolutely yeah, thank you so for our 100th episode we wanted to try and get the whole gang together and we have managed that and skype seems to be supporting that <laughs> oh, wait are you still here ben yes uh-huh. okay <laughs> <laughs> Zing. You, you might want to speed it up because it might okay. not be for long yeah no worries um <laughs> so yeah if you um yeah if, if you drop out can you just let us know yep we'll do okay cool no I'll worries i've dropped out Okay, yeah, thanks. Just speak up louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to stick to a fairly normal format tonight. Um, we're going to do two sets of rapid fire reviews so that everybody gets to, um, do one. We're going to do all of our regular sections except for feeding the addiction. We're going to skip that today. Um, but at the end of the show, we are going to um, launch a contest to celebrate our 100th episode, and we are going to um, share a series of questions with you that have been created by our own quiz master, John. And if you can send in the right answers to those questions, then your name will go into the hat um, to win a great prize. We have a number of prizes to give away over the next few weeks. We have, in, including some from um, our great friend Mike from Mike's Comics and stuff, a great prize from All Star Comics here in Melbourne, and a couple of other things in the bag as well. And uh, every correct set of answers that comes in will go in the draw, and for the next few weeks we will draw one of those correct answers out, and if your name is drawn out, then you will win a great prize. Sweet. Yay. 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 And uh, none of us are eligible. Aww. See you guys later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're still not eligible. Oh, okay. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I just thought I'd clarify it just you know, in case. <laughs> awesome. Well, we do have a lot to do, and so I think we should get started with 100th episode news. In his mighty fortress, Prince Adam transforms into He-Man. I have the power! And now it's He-Man versus the evil Skeletor. Skeletor alone is no match for He-Man, but there's the ferocious fangs of Panthor. Scratch that, He-Man's got Battle Cat. Now it's a fight with bite and a mass of missiles. That was close, but He-Man's mighty sword is closer. So long, Skeletor. New He-Man, Skeletor, Battle Cat, and Panther figures each sold separately. Well, as always, we start the episode with news. Now, with six of us here, we've tried to limit ourselves to two or three pieces of news each. That was a major strain for Adam because that meant that he couldn't collect 3,000 pieces of news to start with. I did it anyway. Yeah. No, you were pretty reserved, I thought. Yeah. I just didn't put them all in. No, that's right. yeah. you, did it, you did it anyway, and you just kept them. Right until we get to Adam. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We'll have to cut him off. Um, but, John, you are starting us off tonight, so wake up. Over to you. Well, um, we couldn't have a 100th episode without having some Funko news, I don't think. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, it's got to be pop vinyl because they have pop vinyl for everything. And much as expected, I think uh, we're seeing some Captain America pop vinyl from the new film. No way. Really? Where's the Action um, Figure Blues podcast fun- Funko pop vinyl? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, 100 episodes. Come on. How many episodes has <laughs> Duck Dynasty had? <laughs> well, probably 100. We like gay people. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, anyway, sorry, go on. Um, we're seeing Captain Steve Rod or Captain America kind of in his uh, Captain Steve Rogers, you know, the new uniform. Thing. Yeah. Which, which I dig. I, I think that's a good modern update for him. You know, he's got the mask and the big A, but I like Uh-oh. it. John and Ben come to blows on the 100th episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for a movie version, that makes more sense than having the red on it. John but. and Ben come to blows. <laughs> You're just dead to me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My favorite's still, though, the uh, World War II one, so. Oh. Scott and John come to blows. <laughs> does, does everybody like a different Captain America, or is it? Yeah, I'd just like the proper one. Oh, <laughs> ear wings, ear wings. It's all about the ear wings. Damn straight. Which you know would have made such great cinema. Yeah, especially in three D. So long as he's got that like plasma ion shield, though, right? Everyone's cool with that. Hey, yeah. Red Brown pulled it off. that's wrong and look where he is now anyway john um and then black widow is sporting her new haircut which i don't like but that's just me um and then two versions of the winter soldier uh one with a mask and one without a mask and it looks like other than that they're the same figure i hope he doesn't almost too much of the movie with that mask on i hope he sounds like bane yeah like bane Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel in control now? Uh, why does someone have to say Bane? <laughs> and and uh... <laughs> I love how the Winter Soldier has a mask that actually includes removable sunglasses. That's pretty forward thinking. Dude, yeah. it's winter. Yeah, true as true as you don't want to get snow blind, do you? No, that's true, it's pretty bad. <laughs> And we're um, moving on. We're seeing some uh, exclusive pop vinyls coming out uh, for Thor because, uh, you know, we got to have those. And um, Fugitive Toys looks like they're going to have have these. They're black and white versions of Thor and Loki. Hmm. And yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't. I, See. They're cool. I, black and white. If you're into that. Black and white Thor, black and white Walking Dead, absolutely, because the source material is black and white. Black and white Thor and Lucky, mm. what? Well, these well, can be exclusive spread to everything. Mm. Everything can be black and white now. Yeah. I, I... This is an excuse to pump out a few variants, make a few yeah. more bucks. Money, money, money. Speaking of black and white, <laughs> um, the professor from Gilligan's Island died. Did you guys know oh. that? Oh. And so did Reuben from the Partridge family. Yeah. Well, when uh, the professor died, uh, TV Land the other night was showing Gilligan's Island, and they started at episode one, which was in black and white. So I was thinking how many parents were sitting there having to explain black and white TV to 
you know, a new generation. <laughs> so did that um, that Japanese soldier that continued on in New Guinea for another twenty nine years after World War Two finished. Uh, that's true. I read that. Mm. Oh, and like the ninety um, something. He was never on the Partridge Family. No, the last what? Munchkin from Wizard of Oz died. She was ninety five. No, the last female Munchkin. There's, oh, there's still I... a Munch dude alive. Munch dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, as opposed to a Munch dude. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on. We have some Lego Kusu Kuso Kusu. I'm sure someone else died. Come on. Go on. Um, Lego Kusu news. Kusu news? Kusu news. Uh, apparently we're getting, or this is the ones that are up for uh, voting, right? I believe. These well, are the... Uh, up for Lego to consider. Yeah. And... Uh, Another version of the time machine, this one designed for use with power functions from Back to the Future, that time machine. Sorry, I knew which one it was. It made sense <laughs> in my head. He's not really awake, everybody. Be kind. Uh, Sherlock, and it says the project has everything you need for favorite scenes from 221 uh, B Baker Street. And we just started watching that over break. Great show. So go watch that. Which one, sorry? Sherlock. Oh, sorry. Yeah, got it. Uh, Mark Macross VF1 Valkyrie with the fast pack. Mm-hmm. If you're into that sort of thing, anybody here into that? Nah. Mm, no, if, it, no. If I have to watch Lin Min May sing, I feel like punching people. <laughs> okay. Um, I, like it. I liked it when I was younger, but um, I, um, yeah, I'm not that attached to it. I still think it looks cool. All right, uh, Legend of Zelda Iron Knuckle Encounter, and uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cute. A lot, of, a lot yeah. of Zelda fans out there. I can't see that getting up because they've had a number of Zelda projects nominated over time. Yeah, I think Nintendo typically quash it, but mm. yeah, that probably is the hard part of that one. The license probably is the limiting factor. Mm. Japanese old architecture style, so. Uh, you know, those ancient Japanese buildings, that kind of thing. That would, you know, I could see them picking that one just to go, okay, we could build a few new pieces here and we could come out with a whole, you know, feudal Japan series. That and I, they might have a good part of that stuff already available in uh, Ninjago, maybe. And last, like and this is Ninjago? No, the Japanese old architecture. Mm. set. It's I mean, cool. it's kind of interests me more than some of the licensed stuff, but I love the little vines they show going down that wall. That's kind of cool. Mm. It's got all the parts for that, I think, though. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of licensed stuff. Yeah, and the last one is probably one that a lot of people are going to be interested in, and that's the Adventure Time Project. And it says 10,000 candy people have voted for the tree fort from the land of Ooh. Yeah, to potentially become a Lego set. I think there's probably a good chance of this one getting up because yeah. I believe that they paid some animation place to create the intro using Lego just recently. Mm. So mm. and it took took them months to do it. So they've they've got an investment in the Lego concept by doing that. I reckon. So I doubt they will um, poo poo it. Yeah. Yeah. Poo poo you. Poo poo you. <laughs> I I am. Um... Since I stopped teaching full-time, 
I have been helping out fortnightly in the kids' church at my church, which I never did while I was teaching because I was always sick of kids by Sunday. Um, and there, there is a little boy that comes to that group who comes dressed as Finn the Human every Sunday, and I'm pretty sure he actually thinks he is Finn the Human. <laughs> Slightly uh, worrying, but it's kind of cute. Sword and all. Well, of course. Yeah, which makes for great fun in kids' church. Anyway, go on. Oh, no, you're done. I'm done. Uh, Way to follow the script. So, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of following the script, uh, Eli's purple and Justin's magenta are so similar, I can't tell who's next. Uh, so Eli's next. identified your um, colorblind spot. <laughs> yeah. You're not, not getting the Air Force. Uh, Did you know that um, Seizo Kato died? He was the original Japanese voice actor for people like Megatron and the Transformers. You've been looking up obituaries. Yeah. Is that why you've been so quiet the last five minutes? (laughs) No, just, you know, giving some space to my homies. (laughs) Keeping it real. (laughs) I got some news. Okay, that's you, is it? Okay, go. Um, We have seen a preview of Batman premium format figure from Sideshow. From Batman, Wait. the movie, the Michael Keaton movie. I got to do it. I'm Batman. Okay, you can go on there. <laughs> Sorry. It could have been anyone playing Batman. <laughs> it's it yeah. every time. It didn't sound like Michael Keaton to me. Oh, I'm sorry. The dude it, sounded, it sounded like Christian Bale wearing the original Keaton outfit. Go on, go on. Um, anyway, this looks really, really good. It's not bad, I, uh, the width of the mask, the cowl, might look a bit iffy. But yeah. other than that, um, the texture on this um, leather just looks phenomenal. Yeah. I'm really impressed by that. But the mask was always pretty chunky, though, mm. compared to Especially now. that one. Well, the one thing that I did think about it is that I, I don't know that he could actually turn his head. No, he couldn't. Yeah, so... Right there. Oh, Jesus, no. He's a bit of artistic license. <laughs> <laughs> He's been working out his neck muscles. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. This is my favorite Bat movie suit. I like it. And compared to the Nolan ones, uh, I didn't realize just how good it was. Sideshow mm. making it look good. Yeah, very nice. Um, in other news. Uh, Sorry, three, just yeah. before you do that, but like, how many? How long do you want this show to be, Scott? <laughs> I, I would like to provide appropriate commentary on the news items. Thank you. Um, the uh, who actually has got the money to buy all these premium formats? I suppose if you, yeah, I don't know. There's got to be some kind of limit to how many they can actually sell. Surely. Oh, how no, much do they go capitalism. for? What do you how say? Much do, how much do they go for? Uh, upwards of four hundred dollars. Yeah, three fifty to four fifty. Yeah, maybe so, Michael Keaton's going to give them out for Christmas next year. Mm-hmm. So but, thinking, thinking about the rate that they come out compared to say Hot Toys coming out with their one fifty to two hundred figures, people are buying them. Yeah, no. I think that the I think it depends on what kind of collector you are. Like, I can mm. see that 
the premium format stuff is something that a lot of people could dip in for the right property as opposed to being completist about it. But they take up a lot of space. But if you're talking an edition size of about a 1,000 pieces and you've got a big enough distribution chain, then you only have to sell them to the distributor, uh, to the... You know, to those retailers, like you're mm. not actually. You know, you just have to get them into stores, and that's true. And it's Batman. That's true. It's would, would you rather it come out at a sideshow Star Wars rate or a Hot Toy Star Wars rate? <laughs> at least it'd be affordable. Central <laughs> <laughs> Giant could help. Uh, okay, you may proceed. <laughs> so three A, the. Uh, Ashley Wood um, Company, who typically make one-six scale figures, have um, previewed um, a six-inch figure line uh, based on Microman series from way back um, called the Microman String Divers. These things, I think, look really potentially very cool. One of those... Um, one-of-a-kind type of things to have in your collection. They are, looks like they are, I imagine they are because they're 3A, quite articulated, but they're, they're covered up in a uh, fabric diving suit, uh, multicolored. There's four different colours in the preview issue we've seen with diving um, gear and um, various, looks like there's slight variations in the equipment and detail for each of these figures. Mm. Absolutely. And hopefully this is just the start of things to come. I mean, if this is the start of a, a regular sort of updating and relaunch of, you know, what is effectively the Micronauts, then it's got my interest. Mm. And they could be competing with, you know, in the, the Bandai figure arts, Revoltech sort of um, mm. figures with this stuff. Yeah. And so for those people that don't know, Microman was the original Japanese name for the Micronauts. Mm. Keeping an eye out for these. Yeah. I think we should see something more next month, I think. Yeah, toy fair. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you. And Sir Justin. Okay, I'm going to launch straight into some uh, Minimates news. Now, if you want to feel old, uh, now's the time to do it because Kill Bill is celebrating its 10th anniversary. <laughs> uh, what? With, yeah, I know. <laughs> a set of four Minimates based on the house of the fight. Uh, what is it? The uh, house of Le- blue leaves, rather. Uh, figures leaves, include. It? Is it Fallen Leaves? I can't remember. The big-ass mm. fight. Yeah, at yeah. the end. It goes for an hour. Yeah. And have Uma Thurman as the bride and the fighters. Sophie Fatale. Uh, what have we got? we got a uh, four-pack and it cost nineteen ninety-nine. I guess uh, nostalgia for a 10-year-old property Ooh. will force people to uh, <laughs> buy them, maybe. Yeah. And, hey, look, it's blood spattered. Yes. Yay. Yes. We all I was going to say, I'd get this if it wasn't quite that much. I, I don't understand the the, Soph, the Sophie choice. That, that's a little odd. As in the choice of the character? or Yeah. We're talking about the movie. I, I've never yeah. seen it. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I, I don't understand why they would have. Sophie's choice. Oh, my God. They're making mini-mates of Sophie's choice. What? <laughs> you missed an opportunity here, Adam. There's a description of these uh, figures. They are badass. Badass. What? No, they're not badass. It says it in the description. They yeah, must be. But, but I don't agree. <laughs> Incorrect. I think it's cool that it's a set of four and they're all female characters. Yeah. You know, that doesn't yeah. happen very often. In... No, they don't sell. No, that's right. Like, <laughs> so, but I think, so that I think is cool. I've never seen the film. 
Just not enough Kill Bill merchandise. I'm too little to see things like that. You know that, Good Grief. They show one on regular TV now. I've got a confession. What? Mm. I, I only watch Kill Bill 1. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a fair, fair call. <laughs> and I had a lot of people adamant telling me, you, you don't get the whole thing unless you see both. And I said, well, you need to make an effort in the first one to make me want to watch the second one. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, ow, that's just, that's deep. Uh, deep. Oh, this, that's can the same deep. people demand that you watch all three Matrix movies? <laughs> well, there's... Well, I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm not a big, you know, I just don't like things that are just all fighting, and I don't really like Uma Thurman, so there you go. Wow. Daryl Hannah's in it. Yep. With and? an eye patch. Daryl Hannah. <laughs> There's no Daryl Hannah mini mate here. Mm. Not yet. No. Now, if they made splash mini mates, <laughs> I would be all over that. Yeah, Tom Hanks in high demand. Mm-hmm. Justin, do you have some other? Moving movies? on. Yes. yes. Marvel selects Amazing Spider-Man Two figure is revealed, uh, showing off his new costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was. <laughs> It felt like there was missing applause at the end of the announcement there. Oh, I thought you were having a stroke. (laughs) I thought someone opened a port to hell. That was Adam. (laughs) Oh. Okay, the accessories uh, from the pictures only include a fireman's hat and, uh, of course, (laughs) a set of extra uh, punchy hands. Uh, a, a fireman's helmet, punchy That's hands, all, also known as fists. Yeah, punchy hands, <laughs> kick punch your hands. So punchy recommended hands. real sale is twenty four ninety nine, and don't forget Amazing Spider Man Two is coming out in theaters May the second. <laughs> Justin, out. You, know, you, you kick people with your, your hands. <laughs> That's what I like, you get from like 100 episodes of toy reporting is specific technical industry language like punchy hands. Yeah. Well, I, 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 you, you asked Reese or any of those big <laughs> If you could have thrown in fat beats on it, you would have killed me. <laughs> well, this is going well. <laughs> Definitely no problem having everybody on the show. <laughs> I like how we've just developed our own industry jargon. <laughs> Punchy. Hands. So this is 100A, is it? 100A. No, 100.1, it's Marvel. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, Adam. So, did we want to comment on anything to do with this? <laughs> no. Um, there's no electro. Oh. No, no electro. Hey, does anybody has it? Has there ever been a Steve Buscemi figure? Mm. Was there, anyway. uh, was yes. Uncle Lebowski. Kill Bill. Uh, no, Kill Bill. Um, <laughs> Big Lebowski. I was going to say. Yeah, but Reservoir Dogs. I think there might have been one too. Yeah. I was just thinking because he's um he's a fireman, and uh, we could give him a helmet. What? Didn't you know that? No, I just said it's just like so bizarre. I, I don't think he could carry me out of a fire. I, I really don't think. I think I would snap him like a twig if he tried to pick me up. <laughs> You're like, awesome, I want to burn. <laughs> no, there's an awesome story. A couple of times, like um, during 9 11 and also during yeah. the. That's um, right, he's cycle, in real life. That's right. Yeah. Um, I forget what the one was where he just sort of comes out mm. out of nowhere, no, no fanfare, <laughs> just goes up to the local fire brigade and gets some gear and gets stuck in and helps out. Mm. He's actually. A um, trained firefighter. Mm. Mm. 
Anyway, he's not in Spider-Man, is he? No. No. I don't understand the fireman helmet reference. What am I missing? It's in the movie, dude. It's in the movie. It's in the movie. Oh, God. It's in Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. It must be. It has to be. How, how do you know? Oh, it's included in the... Oh, I'm not paying attention. Oh, I was distracted by punchy hands. <laughs> how did you get to the punchy hands? You won't be in a minute. <laughs> okay. Is is anybody else have the um alien metal bottle opener ad on the right hand side of the screen at yes. the top? No, I've got ad block on. Uh that that looks a little suggestive. Phallic. <laughs> I, that bothers me. Don't have I find that disturbing. <laughs> That's more disturbing than punchy hands. Now I'm gonna have to turn the ad block off. Stay on target. I've ordered five. Okay. In the interest of not being here until 2015, um, Adam, Lord, it's up to you to try and save this. Oh, we're doomed, but... Um, So, Medicom have announced another of their Muffex, which is Miracle Action Figure EX line of figures, um, and it's for Amazing Spider-Man 2, Shock Horror. What a a wonderful segue that is. Um, And this one's due out in, well, sometime this year. Uh, (laughs) It's not spring 2013, because that would be wrong. Um, in any case, I think this guy's going for about 40 bucks US. Um, so it'll be, you know, about six-inch scale. Um, and it looks quite nice. It looks like it's got a whole lot of swap-out bits and lots of articulation and whatnot. So I'm sure that'll be a good one for the people that like to have the better posability for a Spider-Man figure. Yeah, did you did you get any of the um the the first Mafex figure? No, I didn't because it was the horrible Amazing Spider-Man costume. Mm. Mm. And it looks like this one has punchy hands. Yeah, it's Thank definitely God. got punchy hands. Cool. So, um, yep. Moving on from that, uh, there is a Figma announcement from uh, Max Factory that they are doing an Armin from Attack on Titan, and it looks very very nice. So it comes with all kinds of swap-out bits and, like, a cape and uh, big swordy thing and the big swordy canister-y holdy things. And, um, I'm using lots of technical terms yeah. here. Don't forget <laughs> screamy face. Yeah, there's definitely a screamy face. There's definitely yeah. uh, a pants-wetting-y face. <laughs> um, and as with all Max Factor, uh, Max Factory figures, it comes with a, uh, a figure stand as well. So that's really nice. That is... But, Beautiful, really. Mm. Like, so beautifully sculpted. I love the cape. Yeah. It's ridiculous that, like, how much you're going to get for that. Yeah. And it's only going to be 43 bucks US. So if you're an Attack on Titan fan, get on it. Hey, hey Adam. Hi. Is, is, this a, is this a boy or a girl? Yeah, I'm not sure because I don't watch the show. No, I've never heard of it. I'm but guessing girl. Finger on the pulse. Well, I, that's what I thought at first, but I was... Yeah, no, that can't be a girl. Girls in Japanese shows have bigger bazungas. Hmm. I, I was trying to figure out how to word around that, but yeah, oh, please. We said punchy hands. Everything's up, nothing's off limits now. The last picture just disturbs me. I don't know why. Yeah. Eh. I love the facial expressions. I think it'd be a good stand-in for like a, a mid-range Anakin Skywalker, like somewhere between Phantom Menace and. Um... Sorry, far too much emotion being shown. Well, I appreciate never had that, that it range. is Anakin Skywalker, no, but no. Anakin never had that range. 
It's like steampunk Link from Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's a bit. Hey, Ben. <coughs> yeah. Do some news. Okay. Please. All right. Well, stuff. Okay. During the week, there was an announcement from Hasbro that they were going to release a Marvel Legends all-new X-Men figure set. And in usual fashion, the internet broke down into some very polite and congenial conversation about this item. (laughs) This is shit. Uh, as can be expected, fa- fandom reacted quite well to this because that announcement that it was a San Diego exclusive caused uh, much grief, not just because of the the possibility that a lot of people would miss out because the exclusives are so hard to get, um, but also that it's, you know, why do we get this crap when there's it's so much other Diego, crap? It's not San Diego, though. It's Toys R Us. Yes, oh, I was sorry. getting to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, there, there's much more deserving um, teams that could be brought out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, it was cleared up a little later in the week. This this is actually a Toys R Us exclusive. Well, they don't mention it. This is a Toys R Us US exclusive because Australia doesn't actually get Toys R Us exclusives in there. Toys R Us. Come on, that's a given. Yeah. Who's your friend now? <laughs> Yes, that's correct. That's correct. They show up in Target or Big W over here. Yeah, it's John. With the Target exclusive sticker still on them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that I've seen that at Kmart here in here in Australia. Yes. It's sitting there in Kmart and it's got the Target exclusive sticker on it. You're like, hmm. Yep. So, look, this set is uh, the original five X-Men. Uh, for those people who are big fans of Jack Kirby, et cetera, um, it's got that sort of Kirby vibe with, uh, you know, variations of the original costumes. Uh, however, this is actually taken from the, the very, very recent uh, all-new X-Men Brian Michael Bendis comic where the um, the original X-Men have been transported into the present. Um, and so it's based on a cover from one of those issues. Uh, and, you know, given the, the heavy reuse uh, that they've done here. It's actually not a bad-looking set. You can see that the, the Cyclops and uh, Angel use pretty much the standard bark sodas. Um, well, what are they actually calling it these days? Marble Girl. Um, Beast looks like he's a, a reuse of the Hyperion buck with a few changes, such as the, the big feet and the big hands. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, it's not a, a bad-looking set. I think it was about $85, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, this should be around uh, available early Feb in stores. So keep an eye out from that one. Oh, I don't mind it. I'll, 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 you know, beg and plead to some of our uh, US buddies to keep an eye out for that one. Oh, for sure. I think it's cool, and I like the. I like when toys come out close enough to the property that's actually in the comics that it kind of makes sense. You know, like this yeah. Yeah. And, and given Hasbro's recent run of bad luck in getting stuff out to us, um, this almost feels like a bit of a, um, hey, here you go, let's you know ha- have something while we get our shit together. Yeah. So, yeah, moving on. All right, there was some uh, interesting Minimates news as well. I'm not normally a Minimates person, but this one piqued my uh, curiosity, and that is Aliens Minimates Series 1. And they look like a whole lot of fun. Um, normally Minimates, you get a bit of reuse, but uh, it looks like the Alien is an entire brand-new super-duper sculpt, and they've even managed to do a couple of variations of the Alien. Um, interesting character choices for the first wave. I mean, you you get... Um, obviously, they do the three sets of two, and you get three Aliens. I assume that's one per set. And you get three humans with it, and that is um, Carter Burke, who was better known to us in um, Mad About You, um, drop ship pilot Spunkmeyer, and Colonel uh, Colonial Marine 
Wiesbowski. Um, three three um, hugely important fan requested characters there. Um, oh, that's not Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> So they were the ones that I was hoping for when they announced originally that it was, you know, Sergeant Apone and, you know, Hicks and Hudson. You know, I wrote in and said, no, no, we, we must have Spunkmire. <laughs> uh, but, no, they do look fun. They're pretty nifty. You've seen a Colonial Marine, so hopefully if they sell well enough, we'll actually get the big names like Ripley and um, the others. Is there actually nine Xenomorphs in that set? That's huge. Well, see, I it's thought it was varieties. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because you know they sell them in sets of two, and so they swap out. Like you know, I don't think we've got the pack out here yet, but you know, you'll have like Carter Brook with one oh. xenomorph, and then Carter Brook with the other xenomorph. And if you want all the xenomorphs, you end up having to buy three Carter Brooks, or I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, mm. that's got to be the first Paul Reiser action figure. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> except for the custom that I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that naked one. That was a bit awkward, I thought. Yeah. 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 Doesn't really capture the hair. Goes with my Woody Harrelson. The chest hair. Yeah, no, that was uh, awkward. Yeah. yeah. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that Gentle Giant was stepping outside the box and doing some really fun things uh, when I reviewed the Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Ham bust. And uh, quite a surprise this week when, uh, if, you've, if you've ever seen um, artist Jeffrey Brown's. Uh, cartoons, Darth Vader and Son, bit of a, a fun look at the Star Wars universe as Darth Vader goes about um, being a father to a, a little um, Luke Skywalker, etc. It's a nifty cartoon. It's being collected into a book as well. And uh, Gentle Giant have announced they've actually done a couple of statues based on this property. And they actually look quite amusing. Um, the first one is called Darth Vader and Son, the Deluxe Marquette and uh, features uh, what appears to be Darth Vader opening his Father's Day present, um, <laughs> which is a, a tie, uh, and the tie even features little rebel logos on it, and uh, Luke looks very proud of himself while Darth stands there holding his, uh, his new gift. And uh, this looks like a lot of fun, and it appears that if you pick one of these up from Gentle Giant, you'll also get an extra, uh, what is it, a 16-page signature with the original black-and-white concept sketches from Jeffrey Brown, um, and a new full-colour illustration printed on a board and packed in a sleeve. Um, so, yeah, a few nifty extras there. That's and cute. It is. I, I think it looks like a lot of fun. And, of course, it says it's available for all, from summer 2014. Shows the arrogance of the people who put that together because they just presume it's the American summer, which would be winter for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of um, June, July, August next year. No mention of a price. Uh, anywhere like that doesn't even mention how big it is. What is it made of? Is it um, are they vinyl or polystone? Also, uh, cold cast polystone. Oh. so yeah, so hand numbered cold cast polystone. There's a collectible stamp, certificate of authenticity. Oh. Um, but in addition to that, there is also Vader's little princess which is also a bit of a fun one because it has um, Vader sort of standing there and Princess Leia is um, clinging onto his leg affectionately and she's just taken a pair of scissors and cut some heart-shaped things out of his cloak. And uh, that also looks fun. I love this. As a dad of girls, I love it. Love it. But a bit of a shame that there's no mention of a cost there. Well, it doesn't matter anyway because... We can't get anything from General Giant because they don't ship to Australia. Oh, okay. 
I mean, you can order it through a third party, but General Giant doesn't ship to Australia. Nice. As per one of the very early red cards in this uh, yeah, show, yeah. when they took my money for something and then gave it back much later going, oh, sorry, we don't ship to Australia. Mm, that's right, that's for your um, black cat bust or something, wasn't it? Yeah, which I never ended up owning. Mm. Anyway, I like this. Yeah. Very cute. Indeed. And is that all from you? Ah, me? Um, uh, uh, yes, that is it. It oh. is. Awesome. Yes. Well, I've got the last bits of news. And first of all, uh, not... Not uh, news per se, because I think these were shown a bit earlier in the year, but we've now seen the first photos of PlayArts Kai Star Trek figures, and these are based on the the re- new movies, so the, the rebooty ones. So we have Kirk and Spock. And um, these, yeah. Weird. Ugly? <laughs> yes. It's not uh, the um, articulation and the chest uh, cut does not suit. No. They look like they have man boobs. I think it's more the paint. No, it's the man boobs. It's the man boobs. The face. What? Some, you don't want to be pissing off the people with man boobs. (laughs) Dude. We're a a big community. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it just looks bizarre. The chest crunch looks odd, and also the torso looks too long. And I mean, yeah. that could, could yeah. just be the way the images have been embedded on the page, mm. but... Um, and the faces... Uh, paint on the faces looks really weird. They're very squinty, and... So this is in the not-for-me category. Yeah, that just torso just looks the the second image where he's sort of twisting and talking on his communicator mid run looks very very peculiar. Yeah, yeah. Normally things improve from a prototype, but I don't think they did here. <laughs> no, there's just an issue. We, we've talked about this buck before because I mean this is a um, you know it's obviously got some common elements to it, and in these plain clothed sort of characters, it just doesn't work. That chest cut. The, the the way that they kind of sculpt the pecs. Actually, you know, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's that the torso, It's maybe it's the torso is um, too skinny and too long, but it just doesn't look anywhere, anything like real anatomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Kirk has a punchy hand. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Um, and then in... Some Gentle Giant news, we talked about them a moment ago. They did a whole bunch of announcements. I'm not going to try and cover all of them, but one of them was a a zombie Venom bust, which is just all kinds of weird. All kinds of weird. I, I don't know why you would want that. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Uh. No. Adam, are you wavering? No. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, and then in something else, I thought that was a little bit kind of strange. Um, a quarter scale Captain America stealth statue based on the Winter Soldier film, and so this is in the four hundred dollar uh, mark, and seems to be getting into the sideshow premium format territory. Has yeah. General Giant done this kind of stuff before? I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, I could see more space for it if it was a different price point. Um, yeah. Like yeah. the NECA quarter scale stuff they're doing, which is obviously, you know, a different standard but different price point. Um, having said that, I really like the cool, clear base on this. I don't know if that is actually the final thing, or it might actually just be a stand-in, but I actually quite like the, yeah. the base. I mean, this, this is something they're starting to get into because we talked about the Black Widow um, oh, true. That's some, right. some weeks yes. ago. So, You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay, there you go. But that, that base is something a bit different. It's nice not to either see, a, you know, a big honking plaque that says Captain America, though, you know, admittedly, you would need a plaque to tell you that that's Captain that's America. That's Captain America, yes. It's not. I love that uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so jar. we finish as we started. And then yes. um, in Walking Dead news, we've got some gentle giant-y uh, Walking Dead stuff, which is, uh, well... <laughs> this is a quarter-scale Daryl Dixon statue, and thank goodness someone has finally brought his signature poncho to life. <laughs> we have just been waiting way too long. You know, we've had so many Daryls, but nobody's done the poncho. Um, wow. So yeah. this is polystone, but the there's a cloth. Uh, his signature sleeveless tee... And then you remove his shirt to his deadly remove shirt to his deadly hunting crossbow. What? <laughs> wow. We fire whoever wrote that copy. Um and as an added bonus, the statue also includes a removable cloth poncho. Nice. <laughs> How many times have we heard that before? <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Mm. I, I mean I I love Walking Dead. And I think Daryl is an awesome character and a great addition to the whole franchise. But you would have to be so, so in love with that character to spend that amount of money on that figure. Yeah. I suppose if movies and TV are a thing. The poncho, though. Mm. It's an homage to the Man With No Name films. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Mm. Yes. And then... The uh, still with the TV series, but with McFarlane, they have announced their series five uh, set of figures, which is going to include a Glenn, thankfully a non-prison riot gear Glenn, um, a Maggie, a Tyrese, an undead Merle (spoilers), and a charred charred Walker. Hmm. Paint on. The faces for um, Glenn and Maggie are just awful. Yeah, it's so inconsistent. Yeah, the yeah. slime. And, and, it is. And Glenn and Glenn looks like he's been eating well in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes with a swap out black eye head. But yeah, the paint's terrible. It is. It's yeah. He does. It's a. It's a. It's a real shame because. There was a good line in. I mean, it's such a great property. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a great property, and McFarlane, I think, could have been expected to do really good things with it. And there's been a few b- moments of brilliance, but then, you know, this is just not good. Well, we'll have to wait and see when they come out. They, that, yeah, but if the we'll, prototypes we'll are this bad, this is uh, even the the original prototypes for the yeah. Rick and Rick and Shane ones that were just shocking looked good. Even the promo figures have bad paint. 
the scorched zombie looks good. Yeah, well, thank God for that. Mm. Yeah, because that's what it I've been hanging out for. Um, and on that happy note, <laughs> I, I have a follow up to the gentle giant thing that I just talked about. And if you're after those Star Wars statues, they're one six scale, so they're quite big. Well, they will set you back one hundred and fifty dollars each, or you can get a bundle pack of both of the statues for two hundred and eighty US dollars. Very good. Well, I think we managed to do the news with all of us and we only had to stop and start a couple times and Skype nearly behaved. So yay us. Yay. 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 And uh, now we're going to split up and um, yeah, we'll come back together, don't you worry. And uh, There'll be another time. There'll be another time. Another place. Another place. John, <laughs> John and his crew are going to stay with you and do name that and then their set of rapid fire reviews and then I will chime in with my crew, and we are going to do our reviews and red carded, and then we'll all come back for the discussion. So, farewell for now. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That, every week. You know how this works by now, I'm sure, at episode 100, but I come on, I play a sound or a commercial clip or something like that, and the name of the game is for you to guess it. And last time we heard a little snippet that sounded a little something like this. My greatest pupil with a tail. I entrust this ancient... Keep it and the others from the evil emperor. And while fearsome creatures may stand in your way and be your lunch... And so, gentlemen... I happen to know for a fact that one of you knows what this sound is. Ooh, 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 me, 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 ooh, ooh, choose me, choose me. Okay, we'll choose you. <laughs> oh, I took a stab and thought that perhaps it was from Dragon Ball Z. And it was from Dragon Ball Z. I'm really impressed you got that because I wouldn't have had a clue. Hooray! <laughs> oh, I was quite impressed with that. Yeah, I tried to go way out of my comfort zone on that one because that's not normally <laughs> something I would have even came close to picking. So... <laughs> But, yeah, good job. Thank you. You know, I've awarded you a forum point because, you know, you need more forum points. Absolutely. Take as many as I can get. Well, we will move on to the newest sound, which we will put right here. Magamaru! It's the... That you put together. Action figures each sold separately. You can make them move on revolving discs with the action lever. You can even make them fall. Gotcha! And one more time. Magamaru! It's the... ...that you put together. Action figures each sold separately. You can make them move on revolving discs with the action lever. You can even make them fall. Gotcha! And if if you want to be like Ben and win forum points and all sorts of other honors, you just make your little guess. Go on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com and join up and you can leave your guess there. We got a thread for it. And you just go in, you guess, and you get hints. And if you get them right, you get a forum point. And you can use that to trade for, um, I think it was Pogs the last time. I think we worked <laughs> out the details on that. And now we're, we're back to giving out Pogs. So... Um, I think I'd much prefer a, a discount at the AFB headquarters cafeteria. Um, well, you can trade the pogs for that, I think. Nice. Or was that the wooden nickels? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
And if you'd prefer to play something a little more visual, you can come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com, and we do those on Tuesday and Thursday over there. And, uh, you know, you can play the picture version over there. So with that, we will move on to some rapid-fire reviews. from the evil emperor and while fearsome creatures may stand in your way and be your lunch you'll also have many allies even Bulma two brave warriors fast-kicking Krillin and sword-swinging Yamcha will help you defeat the emperor and his evil fighters Dragon Ball action figures and collectible figures from Bandai well, you know, we split into two teams, and we're each doing a rapid-fire review this week. And, uh, you know, this is this is the better team, I think. We've got uh, Justin, Ben, and myself here, and uh, we've got a whole plethora of items to uh, look at. Some very cool stuff. And starting us off is going to be the one and only Justin. So oh, Justin. Thank you, John, for the intro. <laughs> Tell us Time to set, ready to go. I have the timer, I'm good to go, and you are underway now. Okay, now, for Christmas, I received Earthworm Jim from Esco. Now, this is the update of the Playmates uh, version, I guess, that came out in the mid-90s. Um, now, he's a character originally started in a video game for Nintendo, I believe, and then went on to have his own cartoon show that lasted two series I think it was 95, 96 around then um, this figure was actually made in 2012 um, it saw a pretty limited release as you can imagine, there's not too many people that I guess, apart from sort of our age and a bit younger who remember Earthworm Jim and I think he basically went to speciality stores uh, and the like now this figure measures at about just over six inch, so he's in a six inch scale. Um, now I'm not too sure price wise because it is an older release, but uh, a bit of research on eBay tells me that he goes from anywhere now from between fifteen to twenty five dollars. Uh, moving on to the packaging, it features some nice uh, artwork with uh, Jim leaning against the his pocket rocket. Uh, he's looking very heroic. <laughs> um, it comes on a standard blister card. Um, just the artwork, it is really nice. It's, uh, I can see this staying mint on card for collectors as well. So it's a standard blister card. Um, not really collector friendly. Once it's opened, it's opened. It's not really a big deal for me because I'm not a mint on card collector. Uh, the sculpt. The sculpting is spot on. It's um, cannot be mistaken anything else than Earthworm Jim. Um, I just wish that the head we get on the accessory was the actual release head, but I'll get into that in a second. Um, I don't have any dramas with paint uh, spill. My figure is fine. Um, I just wish there was obviously more releases that would come in this line. I don't think it's going to happen because this was released in 2012 and I'm sure we would have seen something by now, but Mezco are sort of a funny company, in-between sort of company with no real updates and willy-nilly characters coming out every so often. 
the articulation is not that uh, plentiful. <laughs> it has <laughs> neck, shoulders, elbows, uh, swivel, waist, and forearms. Now, the legs are just uh, too skinny. You wouldn't be able to add articulation to that or would probably get your dramas you had with a regular show characters, Ben. It's, um, yeah. Once it's posed like this, he's posed like this, and that's it. Does he stand well, or is he too tall? Yeah, he stands very well. The only thing you have with it, because of the head, the way it is, he can't actually face in the way the direction he points his gun. So mm. that's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a mm. letdown. Um, accessories. He gets his plasma blaster. Um, he also comes with the alternate. Earthworm gym body, obviously with the with the character head uh, on it, uh, with a pretty good expression. Uh, it's actually a bendy worm, so you can uh, bend that in all kinds of different positions and so on and so <laughs> forth. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, now, I guess I could just move on to the ratings. Now, I I'd probably give Earthworm Jim eight and a half out of ten. The only thing I'm taking away is from the um, the no look gun shooting uh action that he has mm. but otherwise it's a it's a really fun figure and it's just meant to sort of stand on the shelf which it will do for me and i'm glad i received him really glad i have all the other uh, playmates ones from the 90s and yeah. earthworm jim was a really good show I, I liked i don't know if anyone remembers but they used to have cut scenes between the actual um episodes and they'd have the, like the bad guys in therapy in therapy sessions and and say, now back to Earthworm Jim. So it was a real good uh, cutaway <laughs> scenes and the rest of it. it was a really fun show when it was on. So that's it. I'm chuffed to have him and I really like the character. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> now, it looks like he comes with sort of one head on the body and then one head is on the, you know, the additional bendy worm. Is is that is it just the two or is there a third swap-out head? No, the only other, there was a version for, um, SDCC. I'm not too sure about the accessories released in that. I know he had a, a metallic finish, but, uh, they're the only, they're the head you get. And they're not interchangeable. Yeah. You can't, uh, swap the heads over. I think okay. that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Some of the, ex- yeah. Some of the early shots, it looks like there was an extra head. Yeah. Yeah, they nixed that, I think, mm. from my research. And the, the actual head on the worm is, um, I would have preferred that to go onto mm. that uh, to the body. All right. Well, very good. That is time. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent job. And that's a, a cool figure. I, I love those uh, original ones. And I, I never played the game, but that was one of those games I always kind of wanted to go back and and play. Yeah, and it still rates high on on every list of uh, must must play games. So uh, if you can hunt down a version, you still have the console. It's a it's a really good game. I'm really surprised the, that character didn't have more staying power, kind of like a tick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, um, looks like I am up. <laughs> you are indeed. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. I am starting the timer. Take it away, John. Well... I am looking at Chell from the Portal 2 line. Um, she was released by NECA in 2012. Um, she's an action figure. And she was running between the $15 to $20 range um, with a lot of NECA's uh, figures. You know, they're the clamshell type package. So once you open her up, uh, you get that lovely um, 
paint smell that that was increased, mm. and you know, I, it took me back to my Muppets days. Yeah, <laughs> the Christmas morning smell. <laughs> I, I I loved that. I, it was it was a breath of fresh air to me. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, if if you're not familiar, Chell is actually the character you play as in Portal. Um, the girl that you see in the half jumpsuit with like a tank top on. Um, so she's the one you play. This is actually the Portal 2 version, and I'm not really sure what the real differences are, but um, it's kind of odd because in the first Portal game, you never really see her. About the only way you can see her is to make a portal in front of and behind yourself and kind of look through the portal at the mm-hmm. character. So... Um, that's cool. Uh, sculpt's real good. I mean, you know, we're looking at a, um, a video game character, so it's, you know, not necessarily, uh, it's probably a little more real, a little less real in places, but overall, I, I think she's recognizable as, as Chell. Um, kind of one of the cool things they did is, uh, her, she's got some strands of hair hanging over her face that are, like, actually sculpted out. They're not just painted on, they actually come out from her face a little bit, given that 3D effect. Which is, which is really cool to me. And the jumpsuit's, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good. Um, it's wrapped around her waist, you know, revealing a tank top, which, um, the part around her waist is, is a rubbery type plastic, but it does limit, um, the hip movement just a little bit. You can't does, really get her to do a, a sit. Does it actually come off? Um, I haven't tried. I don't think so because about the only way you'd get it off would be to go down over her hips and I think you'd have to stretch it out a little too far. Mm. You know, the other thing I, I think that I kind of appreciate is they actually sculpted her more real world. You know, a lot of times with video game characters, they'll sculpt them a little more uh, curvy, shall we say. And, yeah. and her, yeah. they kept her fairly, I, I think, real world, more athletic type, yeah. type sculpting. So, um, kudos to, to NECA for doing that. Paint, um, you know, she's got obviously some paint. Uh, one thing that she doesn't have is in the articulation, she doesn't have ankles, which at first you kind of go, well, that's kind of odd for a figure. So, I mean, she's fairly well articulated. I think they said on the package she's 20 points. Um, but she's got the, uh, I can't remember what they call them. She wears a special set of boots in the game, to, so if she makes a really a high jump, she can land and not break her legs. So mm-hmm. she's got those boots on, and uh, they've got, like, little springs in the back, and they're sculpted. And they, they actually are a little flexible, so when you're standing, or you, you can kind of lean her back on those. And even though she's kind of up on her toes just a little bit, it kind of kind of evens out so she does stand on her own um but she comes with a stand which i'm probably always going to keep her on just because even though she stands on her own i don't know on a shelf for a long period of time if she would stand uh, real well there's two pegs on the stand i can only get one foot on at a time uh, but you know that's neither here nor there so is the skin tone painted on or is she cast are those parts of her body cast in that color I believe that it's actually painted on by the look of it. If not, it's got some some wash or something over it because it's actually got some depth that looks like to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty even, like she's been to a tanning salon, maybe. <laughs> so I'm guessing that it's probably painted on. So, um, you got you guys know me, and I'm I'm an accessory junkie. And this one, this figure comes with one of the coolest accessories, uh, and that is the actual portal gun. 
or the portal device, the aperture science portal, whatever, you know. Uh, 30 seconds. And it has an electronic feature, which is you press the button and it lights up blue, and it's pretty darn cool. I have to say. Ah, okay. Yeah, cool. And it, well, that is cool. It's a switch that you can actually leave on. You know, you can click it and it'll stay on, or oh, click yeah. it and it'll come off. So that's really well thought out for an electronic device. Nice. In Dolly rating, I'm going to go 9 out of 10. And the reason I'm saying that is it would have been nice to have a backdrop with a portal behind her. On the, yeah. the base. Mm. Fair enough. Because it's the name of the game, you know, you think it'd be nice to have that. So. Yeah. Cool. Is she the only one from that game that's been Yeah, released? um, I think they are looking at doing a couple of the robots from the multiplayer version, but she's actually probably the only human character, I believe. You, there's another one, but, um, she's about the only human character you really see, mm. uh, throughout at least the first one. I know she is the only human character. Yep. And then yep. in the second one, there's allusions to other characters, but... Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. Whew, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he's on the other show. Ah, that's, yeah. that's right. That's there's right. no pressure here. <laughs> All right, well, that must mean it's my turn. Yes, it is. Very good. Shall I take it away? Please do, Mr. Ben. All right. Well, one of the uh, pop culture goodness items that I got for Christmas was the Hot Toys Aliens vs. Predator Scar Predator. Uh, I've been collecting the Hot Toys Predators for a while now, and this one's actually kind of special in that it's uh, another re-release. The Scar Predator has been done before. Uh, Hot Toys have actually been re-releasing a number of the Predators. Uh, many of them are very, very hard to find and go for big bucks on eBay. This was one of the ones that was hard to get. Um, but best of all, the this isn't just a sort of a repackaging and re-release. Hot Toys have actually gone to town um, and done a, a complete overhaul. So this includes the the new body that they built for the Predators uh, and the complete new sculpts of the heads, uh, new paint, all that sort of thing. So it's not just a redo. This is a, a whole new figure, basically. And for someone like me who didn't get this the first time around, this is a great opportunity now to pick this up. Um, so this uh, this is one of the three Predators that featured in the Alien vs. Predator film. So Scar was the guy that was actually still standing at the end. Um, and, you know, this one's actually pretty cool because uh, despite Despite the, the price, they're starting to get up there now. You're looking at about $235. Um, This guy, because of the movie, he had a lot of stuff in the movie, so they can't sort of scrimp on it. So he really does come with plenty of goodness. Now, this was released in 2013. I picked it up in 2013. It's a 1.6 scale action figure, but because the Predators are so big, he clocks in at about 14 inches or um, 35 and a half centimetres tall. Um, He comes in typical Hot Toys sort of window box um, with that sort of outer sleeve that you slide off, and it's very, very collector friendly. You can open him up, take out all the bits that you want, put all the stuff back again. Um, moving on to an actual sculpt, this thing is just stunning. When you see, have a look online and you can see some comparison pictures between the old version and the new version, and it is just amazing. Those people who paid huge dollars on eBay must feel like complete fools because um, this really is an impressive update. It's In fact, um, the, the sculpt is stunning, particularly on the armour and things like that because he has a lot more armour um, than the original Predator. The 
paint and particularly the detailing on the patterns on their on their top of their head is absolutely amazing. There's very uh, it's actually very hard to fault. This is a typical Hot Toys release, really really nicely done. Uh, in terms of articulation, look, considering he's so big and so heavily sort of armoured and whatnot, um, the articulation is pretty much the normal go for this size figure. You're looking at about 22 points. So th- there's plenty of articulation for what it is without it actually going overboard with extra things like ab crunches and, and double elbows and that sort of stuff. Um, as far as the playability, posability goes, uh, it is a bit restricted. The, I find most of the Hot Toys Predators come with really, really tight joints and so you kind of sit there sort of you know, pushing the arms and trying to get him to bend at the elbow and you start to get a bit nervous um, when you know things start to move. Um, I'm also a bit worried that if you move it too many times, it's going to loosen up too much uh, and then you'll have trouble standing them up. Um, but, you know, it, I, I tend to find with these sorts of figures, I've got all my predators on display together and I tend to get them in a pretty cool pose and then just leave them. It's very rare for me to come back and, and actually move them all around um, as far as accessories go this guy comes with tons of stuff um, he was kitted out in the film as I said so he comes with his plasma blaster that sits on his shoulder he comes with one of those extendable spears. Uh, he comes with that, that big-ass shuriken, and you actually get a shuriken that's open um, with all the blades sticking out and also one that's closed, so you can, depending on how you want to sort of um, have him holding it. He comes with a typical wrist blades that you see with the Predators, and they come with three different lengths, so you can actually take them out and either have the short, medium, or long. Um, but he also features the usual sort of Predator stuff, such as the open and closed mandibles, uh, so you can pick your choice. So that gives you three choices of head display you can either have the helmet on helmet off and if you have the helmet off you can actually have the mandibles open or closed um, he also comes with three sets of hands there are the, just the casual open hands there are the uh, <laughs> I'll just call them fists and rather than sort of embarrass <laughs> Justin and then there's Trademark the between that's right. There's the open hands that allow him to actually hold the weapons. Um, so this really is an amazing piece. And other than the prices starting to creep up and the articulation being a bit restricted and I guess uh, a bit stiff, um, I think it's an absolutely amazing figure. I'm so glad to have him in my collection. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this guy a 9 out of 10. What are you taking off for, out of curiosity? The, the prices, they're starting to really creep up. Um, and just that, that really stiff articulation where you start to get, you know, you're talking a big dollar item here. So yeah. I tend to start to get, you know, I, you're starting to move knees and, and ankles. And when they just don't move or they suddenly click and move, you know, you get really nervous every time. So I tend to just sort of pose them and leave them. So how do the mandible swap out? Basically, what they have is um, it's like a peg system. So you, you gently sort of prise it off, and then behind the mandible, there's a, a square peg, and then obviously there's two square holes in his face. Um, so you can either sort of push the mandibles in, but then if you pick up the helmet, the helmet actually has the little pegs on the back as well, and you can just gently push the helmet onto his face. Oh, okay. So, so the, the helmet actually fits in that same socket as well. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. I did actually neglect to mention he also comes with the, the Predator knife. Um, there was a knife that he used. Um, and he comes with all the usual stuff too, like the, the necklace of little mini skulls and bones and all that. So this guy really is kitted out compared to um, some of the other ones. Is the netting on there actually netting? It is. Yep. That is pretty impressive. Yes, even more so when you're considering they've got to get that over an articulated body. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
considering yeah. the price, is there uh, is there an end to this line? Like how many to go? Um, it's it's hard to well in terms of re-releases. I think they. Scar is here, and then there's the other two guys. They've already announced the Celtic Predator, who is one of the other two that was in the film, and then there's the one they call Chopper because he had quite a few blades on him. Um, so now that they've done Scar, they've announced Celtic. I'm almost certain that um, Chopper will get a look in as well. But then they also announced the Elder Predator, who was from Predator 2, the one that gave um, Danny Glover the the flintlock pistol at the end of the film. Um, there's still a couple of those, um, they call them the lost, um, the lost tribe, and, and there's still a few of them that they have to do, but there's also the potential to re-release a couple of those as well. So if they finish off the Aliens vs. Predator ones, then they finish off the Lost Tribe. That's kind of it for the movies. Um, but if you remember a while ago, I did I talked about that um, Samurai Predator that they did. Um, it's called from the Artist. In, it was called the Artist Inspired series, but it's been the only one that they've done. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they're also working on that. Um, I think my biggest fear is that they will actually. Re- they also did Aliens a while back. Um, mm-hmm. They copped a bit of grief because they had sort of rubbery joints that have since perished and things like that. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if they gave the Alien a complete overhaul and, and re-released them as well. Maybe they'll do Spunkmire. Well, I can only hope. Um, they did ah. do the col- the Colonial Marines. Uh, the Colonial Marines were actually one of the first figures that um, Hot Toys did. And if you go back and look at them now, they're actually awful. They they really don't hold up well to the new hot toys. So I guess there's scope to do the Colonial Marines. Um, me personally, if they if they did a Queen Alien and it was five hundred dollars, I'd start saving my my dollars now. Um, I just think that would just be a, a massive centerpiece, and so I'd be in for that. I think my biggest. Um, well, I guess the the wallet buster would be, you know, the temptation to get more than one alien. Um, and, and with, you know, Sideshow and their, their flex pay, that could be awfully, awfully dangerous. Mm. Uh, what so. about the, the newborn alien from, uh, what was that, Resurrection? Resurrection, the, the weird white one. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, the, the sort of spin-off aliens. So, you know, just, just give me one good alien, whether it's the original Giga, um, alien and I'd be fine or the one from that styled after the James Cameron film and I'd be fine I don't need the dog alien from Alien 3 and the, the this alien and that alien um, I'm not even that fussed on the, the Pred alien from uh, Alien vs Predator Requiem hmm. so so cool. yes that's, that's a really neat piece I, I, I'm impressed they are nice, and the good thing is, despite the hefty price. I mean, I know I, I took some point, you know, some I, I dropped the rating, but um, they do come out fairly spread out. You're probably only looking at two to three per year, so even at that price, they are still fairly manageable. And if you put them on your Christmas list, it's uh, even better. I have to say, yes, they, that would be better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up our set of rapid-fire reviews. 
Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Bring it up, hang it down, fight for some evil. Figures sold separately. Location to bed. Assignment recover stolen microchip. Protecting it was Super Ninja. Hi First, Timo stood up to him. Hi and was down. Then Reed Smith flew in. Hi and was grounded. But now it's his karate against mine. Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, Super Ninja, Reed Smith, Kimo, and other figures sold separately. New from Kenner. Well, to celebrate our 100th episode, we are all doing the show, and we are all doing a rapid-fire review. And the theme that we have chosen is things that we got for Christmas. So I am going first. And for those of you that may not have heard rapid-fire reviews before, this is where we all do a toy, and we do it in five minutes with a timer and a buzzer and penalties if you go over and etc. Although we've never actually penalized anyone. Bullshit. We should, yeah. No, you did. Did I? Yeah, one day I went over. You find me. Oh, did I? Oh, shh. You put my <laughs> membership fees up. Uh, this does not help me maintain my image of being kind and caring. Mm. Yeah, that's an extra fine. Okay. Uh, so I'm going first, and my five minutes starts now. My geeky Christmas present was the Sideshow Star Wars Yoda Jedi Master six-scale action figure set. Say that ten times fast. Now, this uh, was something that I hummed and hard about when it first came out because I thought, oh, well, I wait for a Hot Toys one or this would be cool to go with my best man Luke. And uh, then when I saw all of the groovy extras that it came with, I thought that I wouldn't be sad if Hot Toys ultimately did a Yoda because this would be great. So this is now this is based on the episode two and three Yoda. Don't hold that against him. Um, and just because I think it means that he can have more cool stuff than he would if he was the um, episode five and six Yoda. Um, so this is a six scale figure, which means, of course, that he is very small. Um, as Adam said before we started recording, he's even smaller than a Smurf because a Smurf is at least three apples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Yoda really is only one and a half apples, I think. He's um, five in 5.5 inches, sorry. And he comes with a uh, sculpted body and then fabric clothing. Um, Andy Bergholtz, who does a lot of sideshow stuff and who is a really talented sculptor, was uh, one of the credited sculptors on the team for this. Um, the figure itself has got the, um, as I said, the plastic underbody, and then he's got his fabric um, traditional kind of brown uh, suit and then Hessian sort of cape with hood, um, which is uh, very, very groovy, very nicely done. In terms of the structure of the figure himself, uh, it comes with quite a bit of articulation. He's got a ball-jointed neck, ball-jointed shoulders, cut biceps, pin elbows, ball wrists, an ab crunch. He's been doing his crunches. Um, and uh, then cut waist, ball hips, cut thighs, pin knees, ball ankles. Woo! Um, and the articulation works quite well, although his legs are a tiny little bit loose, which is understandable because he's, what, like 900 years old. Um, <laughs> so, you know, joints tend to go after a while, huh? Um, so his, his joints are, it makes a tiny little bit 
hard to stand just because his legs move a little bit too freely, um, but he is rather poseable. Um, he also comes with a number of swap-out appendages, arms and feet, uh, feet and hands, I'll just make that clear. Um, so he comes with three extra sets of hands and two extra sets of feet. Um, the feet are not markedly different. I can't really... Um, actually, there one set is a flatter set of feet, which actually might make it easier for him to stand um, than the set that he comes that come in, comes installed are more um, claws out. Um, in terms, he's got a truckload of accessories. He has got his big Jedi Council chair, which is sculpted, but the seat looks padded. It's very groovy. And then he also comes with a small hover chair with stand. I only worked out a moment ago how the hovering bit worked because I spilled um, stuff out of the the uh, tray that I hadn't looked at before. Um, so the hover chair comes on a stand and it's got a little thing that he can sit on. Um, he also comes with a lit lightsaber and an unlit lightsaber and a cane. He also comes with two, they call them portraits, but heads. He kind of has a serious one and a smiley one. I like the serious one better. That's the one that comes on. Um, I like it better because um, it's got a bit more expression, whereas the one that's meant to be the kind of more serene one is maybe a tiny bit lifeless. Um, but this is a, a really fun piece. I'm glad I didn't wait. There's so many options um, for how to pose this, how to display it. Um, you know, the, the different chairs, etc., are really cool. And I'm not... Extra hands don't necessarily mean a lot to me because I'm going to choose a pose and pose it, but I, I think that they're a great inclusion. And um, I... I'm not going to take off any points for the creaky feet uh, and loose legs. I'm going to give this a 10 because I think that it is awesome. Sweet. Yay, and that's my time. Are you tempted to invest in the uh, Yoda's hut on Dagobah? No. (laughs) Additional things? No. How much is that? That's like a zillion dollars. 265? Yeah, no. No. I mean, what I'm kind of imagining seeing is at the moment I have a – um, two a set of two uh, one six scale Star Wars figures being the Hot Toys Luke and this is that I might just have a kind of very I've ordered the sideshow Darth Vader because I just think that looks so cool um, and I might just have the three of them in a display and not worry about anything else um, we'll see how long that lasts I'd have to be tempted with Dagobah mm. oh it's just so expensive you know like when you have a serious statue habit like I do, that's where the entertainment money goes. Yeah, but you'd be able to have them having little cups of tea and... <laughs> but I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Put in I, the little light in there. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys buy it for me for next Christmas? No, vicariously, remember? This is the conversation oh, sorry, we had last vic- week. Oh, <laughs> sorry, vicariously. Got it, got it. Okay. Well, that's my rapid fire review. And um, Adam, are you ready to go? I am, I am. Okay, well, your five minutes starts now. So the wonderful present that I got was, as I discussed I think a couple of weeks ago, the Walking Dead uh, Michonne and Pets Black and White Bloody Variant 3-pack. Um, I'm not sure that's its actual name, but that's what I'm calling it. Uh, so it's produced by McFarlane Toys. I believe that it was released last year in 2013, 
but it was based off of figures that were initially released, I think, in 2012. Um, I obviously got mine in 2013. Uh, so it's a set of action figures. Um, the price I have not asked because it's a Christmas present, uh, so I'm maintaining civility and, and not investigating the price. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so it comes in a display box, which is good. Um, you can open it and close it back up. The figures all come in a tray along with their accessories, um, but they have horrible twist and tie things, only they're unlike any other twist and tie I've ever seen because they're kind of stiff plastic. Ugh. So it's it's kind of you can untwist it, but it seems like it's easy to just cut it because you're never going to try and use it again. Um, but, yeah, so you can easily reassemble the box and put everything back away if you want to, which is always a good thing. Um so the sculpting, it's a good likeness of the actress that plays Michonne. Uh, the pets, who really gives a crap? There's some zombies with, you know, jaws and arms <laughs> missing. Um, the Michonne does have a little bit of a diaper hips situation, but it's not too bad. Um, the vest that she's got is well done. She's got a poncho, which is removable. Uh, she's got a um, sheath for a katana. The Getting that on and the poncho on at the same time is difficult, but not impossible. Um, I think, you know, the pets have chains, but they're not sculpted. They're just actual, you know, little bit of metal chain, which is, I don't know. It's kind of cool, but it also takes away from the whole black and white, grayscale kind of theme because they're, they're in silver. Um, and then we get on to the, the fun part or other fun questions about how good is the paint? Well... They're pretty much dark greyish chunks of plastic for the most part with a bit of a black wash <laughs> and some red splashed around the place. So, yeah, that's fine for what it's meant to be. Makes sense to me. Um, the quality of the applications, well, yeah, I, I didn't have any problem with it. Um, the articulation is Michonne's good. So she's got, you know, um, poseable wrists and shoulders and elbows and she has... Uh, Hip cuts, I think they are. She's got um, jointed knees, jointed ankles. She's got a rotatable head. And I think she's got a waist cut. I can't remember. Um, but the pets are just fucking awful. Hmm. Um, you can attach arms to them so they have arms that will kind of rotate just below the shoulder um, and bend at the elbow. And you can put the jaw, put their jaws back in so they'll have bitey faces. Um, but bitey faces, bitey faces, yep. But the legs are just awful. Um, I think they had something stupid like a, a hip cut, maybe, or the, the the lower part of their bodies is rubbish. Um, they're clearly not meant to be made to pose too much apart from just to trail along behind you, Michonne. Um, which is interesting because when we had that in the news about the um, the charred zombie. Mm that looked like it had similar levels of possibility hmm. and articulation as these guys. So that's not the best thing ever. Um, the zombies come with backpacks, so big rucksacky packs that you can put on, which is quite cool. Um, one of them has a, a little pouch in it that you can jam a shotgun in and it comes with a shotgun in there. Uh, so I thought that was kind of quite a clever little detail to have. Um, yeah, so... You know, you get a you get a bit with it. Um, Thirty seconds. So, 
overall, I'd give this, I reckon, probably about a seven. Um, it seems like it's pretty good value. The, the paints are quite good for the black and white styling or the, the grayscale styling. Um, it loses points for the pets uh, with their level of articulation, loses points for the chains, and, um, you know, otherwise I think it's fine. <laughs> Very good. And that is time. <laughs> well done. Ta. Do you have the colour version of this, Michonne? No, I don't. Because she's a wonderful figure. Okay. I, I think I did a toy of the week of her or a rapid fire review. Um, you know, the high for me that one and the Merle uh, that came out in the same wave were the highlights. Um, I was talking about before in terms of uh, not just likeness but paint quality. You know, obviously they had a good factory for that wave. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I guess in terms of the articulation for the pets. What what more could they actually have? Well, I mean, they don't even have bendable knees. Okay. So, yeah, looking at okay. it, they have like a mid-thigh cut and I think they rotate at the waist and that's about it. But they're, they're clearly not designed to be doing anything other than putting their, their legs in the poses that they're in. Hmm. Okay. So you've got a little bit of rotation to try and balance it a bit and that's about it. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. I keep saying we're going to do a episode about... Um, Color variants, like black and white variants and blood spattered variants. We really yeah, should. yeah. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where if you're going to do a black and white variant of Walking Dead, blood spattering it probably makes sense. Because mm. otherwise, it's a fairly dull, like it's a very a very dull coloring that's being applied. Yes, I mm. just I just don't get it. All right, good job, Mister Eli. Hello. Are you ready? Righty. Okay, your time starts now. Thank you. I am reviewing the Batman classic TV series Catwoman, um, which I received for Christmas. Yay. Um, this is by Mattel. It is the um, six-inch scale figure line, uh, also featuring uh, Batman. Um, there has been, <coughs> excuse me, a Joker, Penguin, Riddler, and there's also been um, Batman 2-pack with Robin and uh, Surf Batman and Batuzi Batman. Um, and this is one of the last figures to come out of this line, which uh, apparently is going is no longer short-lived. Mm-hmm. So um, released 2013, acquired 2013. Uh, I paid, um, uh, it was on sale on Amazon uh, around Black Friday, Cyber Monday for $12, $13 with postage. So it was pretty cheap. Packaging is standard clamshell um uh, thing, uh, so it's not very collector friendly. Um, it um, tears the paper card when you take the open the plastic. But the design of the packaging itself is pretty cool. So there is some um, embossed um, Bam Pow Wham words on the plastic. Um, it features um, some painted a painted reproduction of one of the classic Batman wall crawling scenes. And the back uh, features a more um, cartoon-style image of a Catwoman, um, which is pretty cool. And it features cartoon pictures of other figures in the line. Um, So the sculpt, overall it's a pretty good sculpt. 
Now, this is meant to be, from all accounts, a Julie Newmar uh, Catwoman. And I think that I guess it could be Julie Newmar. Um, but when I was having a look at it, I actually think it might, it almost looks a little bit more like a Lee Merriweather uh, Catwoman. Um, the face sculpt um, from that that was solicited has changed a bit um, and they've added some funny eyebrows on it and eyelashes are a bit over the top. Uh, it's, it's not that great a facial sculpt or likeness uh, for either of them, but closer to Lee Merriweather, I think. Hmm. Um, but other than that, it is pretty standard sort of DC movie masters type of female buck. Um, so it's pretty skinny, um, but it, it, it is good for what it is. Uh, it's a reasonable likeness, um, I guess. Um, and the um, costume is um, does a good job of um, rep- reproducing the Lurex outfit that she had in the show, um, which I just read that Julie Newmar actually created that herself. Huh. Interesting oh. factoid. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, the paint applications on these are, is, is pretty spot on. There was, I was really struggling to find any slop on this. There's a little bit around the, um, the gold belt, um, but uh, other than that, it's pretty flawless. Um, so all good. So as I said, the gold and the Lurex reproduction is fine. The skin's a little bit pasty and the hair is a bit darker than uh, it should be. It should be more, more of a red colour. Um, articulation, it's the standard Mattel type of articulation, so knees, ankles, um, uh, it's got a thigh cut as well. hasn't got an ab crunch as such. It's got an ab swivel rather mm. than a waist swivel, um, but the usual shoulder and elbows and a, and a bicep cut. There, the, the hands swivel, but they are fixed in a, in a bit of a, um, a pose with the hand sort of backwards. Um, problem with hair, as usual on female figures, it really restricts the movement of the head. You can turn the head around, but you can't do much tilting. Um, but, you know, it's pretty good for what it is. 30 seconds. Uh, posability, very posable. Stands up on its own, um, but also stands well on the um, pretty cool stand that comes with it, which has got a big word crack on it. Um, and it also comes with a uh, retro oversized card that on the back of it, if you get four of the things, you can make up some picture of the back cave. Huh. Overall, it's not bad. Dolly rating, I would give it, um, I would say, probably eight and a half. It's mainly the facial sculpt and the pasty look on her that um, is losing the points. Everything else is perfect for a figure like this. Well done. And time. Yeah, are they still going to do a Batgirl, or is is that not happening? I don't know. They've got the rights. Well, yeah. Somebody's got somebody's got the likeness rights. Whether or not they're going to do it in this line, I don't know. Yeah. I think it would be most awesome if they did it. Even if, I mean, I hate to say it, but it'd probably be an exclu- a con exclusive because yeah. oh, they're not going to do another right. series. Because they can't even get license um, likeness rights for like um, O'Hara. And characters like that, huh. you know, it's 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 not an assumed that the B-list characters' um, rights are cheap to get. No, well, I mean, I think it's such a it's such a long time ago, you know, like it's, and because it's been so long since so long 
where there's been no merchandising, you know, it's amazing that there's still holdouts, but there you go. Uh, well, there was some more news on that front this week with the um, the Batman TV series being released on DVD. Indeed. About mm. time. Yes, don't know what I'm going to do with all those bootleg versions now. Maybe I can sell them. <laughs> Sell all those digital files. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see a better um, version of the Batgirl pilot, though. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. All right. Well, good job, guys. That's our bits of rapid fire reviews done. And we are going to come right back and we're going to hand out some red cards to someone or something in the toy universe. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Who could it be? Oh, I wonder. What is this bizarro world? Well, some might say that the breakout star of the podcast has been red carded. It's a little segment that we kind of threw in at the last minute when we started this that has resonated with people, and we hope it's not just because. We're all cynical and like it when people fail, um, but rather that, you know, we are discerning collectors and um, want to point out when things are not quite right. Um, there's obviously a risk when we've been doing this for over 100 episodes that it can become repetitive because there are certainly some repeat offenders out there. Um, and tonight we're doing two red cards on a theme, and the theme is repeat offenders or the same old shit. Um, so, Adam, you've got our first repeat offender. I do, I do, Scott. Over and to you. I wish to God that I didn't have to deal with this crap anymore, but, you know, look, if you announce that you're cancelling a line, just cancel the fucking line. Don't come back and tell me, oh, wait a minute, we're just doing one more line, which is what Hasbro are doing with Marvel Universe. <laughs> there is now a 2014 Wave 1 case, and it's all shit you've seen before. Only maybe it's not. So the case assortment is two lot, two slots allocated to the cloak and or dagger figure that we've seen before. Uh, so maybe you'll get one of each, maybe you won't. Same goes for Abomination and or A-Bomb. There is one slot allocated to Marvel Universe Alpha Flight, which is North Star or Aurora. Considering we haven't seen North Star yet, you'd be hoping... If you were a fan, that that was North Star, because um, otherwise you're probably not going to see him for a couple of years until they decide to put him in something like I don't know uh, the Avengers Infinite line or something. Uh, one slot for Marvel Universe Rhino, one slot for Mysterio, one slot for Thanos, one slot for Nova, one slot for Colossus, one for Grey Hulk in the 2013 sculpt, and one for Black Knight. So it's meant to be a. These are all the things that were really really popular and people didn't have a lot of chance to get. But if you're putting in North Star, that's just making it the chase slot in a wave that people didn't think was going to happen, and they only have just started taking pre-orders for for retailers. So fuck you, Hasbro. I, I think there's a better possible end to this story, though, better sarcastic, which is that people order the whole thing thinking they're going to get North Star, and then they still get Aurora. Oh, yeah, that'd be fucking hilarious. Because, I mean, when they say either or, that doesn't necessarily mean that North Star is actually coming. That's correct. Absolutely no guarantee. No. Yeah. So best of luck to you if you buy one of these cases. 
Um, same goes for the others, really. I mean, we people mostly got Cloak and mostly got Abomination. Yep. D- Dagger and A-Bomb are a lot harder to find, although they did make it out. But no guarantee that just because there's two slots for either or means that you will get one of each. Indeed. So if I have end up getting one of these figures and uh, someone asks me where I got it, I will quite gladly quote everyone's favourite friend, Weird Al Yankovic, and tell them that I, I bought it on eBay. <laughs> I'm still holding out for a bomb and dagger on eBay. Uh, yeah, I pulled the trigger on those a, a month or two back. Yeah, I've been too poor with house stuff to do um, eBay prices. I'm about to become unpoor, and but I'm trying to... Um, my resolution at the moment, which we'll see how long this lasts, is that I'm going to carry on uh, the behavior that I have had over the last few months of being poor in my eBay buying. <laughs> we shall see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, there's still it's like 60 bucks plus shipping for the pair of them. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, you're looking at easily 80 um, if not more, and you know, I just, I really want both of those figures, but I just don't want to pay forty dollars each for them. Come on. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's repeat offender number one, and now I bet you'll never guess who the other one is. Hot toys. <laughs> oh no! Don't be silly. <laughs> hey, <what? laughs> yeah, and part two of same shit, different day. Um, Mattel. No it's way. There. It's Mattel. <laughs> this has got to be for something different, though. Surely it's something new that they haven't fucked up before. Uh, yeah, I guess it's all, you know, it's all a, a point of perspective, isn't it? Um, yeah, this is, this time it's Mattel about Masters of the Universe classic subs. Okay, well, that's a bit different. A little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, what have they done, though? Well, it's, it's what they haven't done yet. Mm. Really is mm-hmm. is probably more to the point. Um, they're talking about the um, the 2015 subs already, and it is January of 2014, and they're basically asking people to pony up for subscriptions by July this year. Um, they're acknowledging that you know the well's running dry, guys. There's plenty of characters to make but we don't really, we're not convinced enough people are going to be really happy with what we've got planned. They reckon 60 to 70% of 2014 has already been revealed. Um, So they're pretty happy about that. But I don't think that 2015 is looking like there's going to be 100% character satisfaction. So they're doing the usual um, stuff. So we've seen a big, long message from um, Scott Toyguru. Uh, who we had on the podcast back when we were trying to keep DC alive. And it's the same stuff, different story, different different character line. Um, there's lots of costs in tooling and there's some figures that are already nearly done and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, mm. I think, um, yeah, I, I've said it before, things, things do need to end. Um, and I think all the big characters have been done from the original stuff, but they're getting into the fringe characters. Mm. I, I like that point that, that you've made about things ending. Cause I think that we can uh, lose sight of that 
you know, sometimes that it's actually okay. Like lines do end and it's okay. Um, and you know, it's, it's a bit of a, it's okay to have a plan, you know, that part of what, uh, Scott Neatlick is saying in this is, you know, they changed their plan. The original roadmap was what to 2017 or 18 for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they revised that because they were getting feedback that there was too much filler good on them. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that what this says to me is that what they've got for 2015 is looking pretty shaky. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it, it, why they would start talking about it now otherwise, I just don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I guess with the way way things are drawn out, so like Adam mentioned with Marvel, are you either cancelling it or you're not cancelling it, just make the fucking call and just say... There's not a lot more money for us to be made in 2015, so that's it. 2014, that's it. You miss out on your characters. Well, you know, you got a lot. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is, from my point of view, is every time they do one of these, they, they have to try and talk it up like, oh, it's at risk of whatever, so get it now. But every time you say that, you're talking down the line, like, yeah, this line's really shit. No one's really interested anymore. We might as well fucking cancel it. So if you want to, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. But you might not get anything, so uh, fuck you either way. Yeah. I mean, there's like, a lot of words to say that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The psychology obviously is different because if you think of something like uh, a TV series, like this is the final series of Breaking Bad, that that is momentum and, you know, people are looking for closure and looking for it to wrap up and they stay with it. Whereas if you said to people, hey, this is the last line of this series – I would imagine that has a negative impact on sales because people, you know, start pulling out and going, oh, if you're not making it anymore, I'm going to stop collecting it. Um, you know, so it is tricky. I understand that. But I do think this is the type of property where, yes, there's a lot of characters, but it is not an endless well. You you know, you by the time you get to the end of 2014, in terms of the reasonable characters that you would want ticked off that list, they're all going to be ticked off. Surely. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So why not then just say, hey, you know, this is going to be the last year. This is what we've got coming. Let's make it a great one. The last few figures are going to be, you know, surprises. Well, they're not going to be surprises because they'll be people will be expecting the last three slots will be filled by ones that they're due. Yeah. Yeah. And and if they deliver on that, then cool. That was a nice ending, just like Breaking Bad. Cool. I was happy with that. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's where, like, if you've got a roadmap, share it. You know, like, in, because people share it, get feedback on it. Um, I mean, I think this is a example where Bowen, Randy Bowen does a really good job where he puts stuff out there and gets feedback on it. Um, you know, some stuff he commits to, it's out there and it just gets announced, but then some stuff will, um, show up and then either be as a possibility and then either be, you know, slightly changed, radically changed or not happen at all, depending on the feedback. Um, and that, that's a, that's a way to, to run things. Having this kind of mystery, we've got a plan, we have a roadmap, but we're not going to share what it is more than four figures in advance. Oh, and the same old story, you know, most figures 12, 16, 18 months in the making. So, mm. oh, shit, you can turn them around faster than that. You can show us the, you know, the, I mean, the four horsemen, they don't work with 3D modelling that we know of. They do, you know, actual physical sculpting. But show us, like you say, do what, do what the statue guys do. 
show the fans what you're making. But it would have taken them ages to come up with Faker. Like that must have taken a good three years to come up with that figure. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it's it's very tricky when you adopt the communicate the model where you are going to communicate to people, mm. um, and it, it's tricky then to find that right balance between um, not being transparent enough or coming off sounding needy and desperate. Yeah, I guess as soon as you slip up on your communications, you mm-hmm. you can't win. Yep, but I I think it reinforces to me the message that we have been given that it is a small operation within Mattel, because if there were, you know, like I mean, I work with marketing and communication and that sort of stuff, and that sort of uh, letter would never get through a marketing person, ever. No. Like, you know, you, you would stop it dead in its tracks and say, no, let's, um, let's retool that a bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it just it communic- it, it does reinforce to me, you know what, it is actually a, you know, a passion project, as it were. Mm. And, and you can't fault his passion. But I, I find his choices in communication unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I think that was a very constructive set of red cards. You know, we, we were worried that we were going to sound repetitive, but I think we've expounded on why these are the repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it when I have Eli and Adam together. Scott talks and you get, hmm, hmm. <laughs> yes, feeling very strong opinions yeah. about the topic yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I, I just kind of got to the point where I kind of I half wish they'd fuck off and die, but for yeah. both companies, you know, I, just get over it, give it up. I can understand with DC. I mean, that's the kind of thing that whenever that ends, a DC line ends, people feel a sense of it's not complete because there's just it's so big and there's so many pet characters that don't get made. That's the main the main issue, isn't it? Mm. For the people who are not happy with things like this happening, is you haven't made the characters I wanted you to make. Yeah. And I, 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 or you made the ones, made them shit. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, this line, I mean, they've done a great job with the figures. Um, they have covered all the bases. They should just let it end nicely. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the red card. We will be right back in a moment with a very exciting announcement of our awesome contest where you can win stuff. What? I know. It's like Jeez, it's our birthday. Screwy. I know. And instead of getting presents, we are giving them away. Because that's how we roll. After this. A hideous beast born in the core of fiery earth. A nightmare of terror. It's Metlon, inhumanoid enemy of the earth core. Other figures sold separately from Hasbro. 
Well, as we mentioned at the start of the show, in celebration of reaching 100 episodes, some of our lovely sponsors have given us some prizes to give away, and we'll be announcing the prize list shortly, but we are going to clue you in now on how you can be in the running to win them. John has come up with a set of five questions which are require a little bit of thought, but you should be able to answer or find the answers to. And if you send in your list of answers to podcast at actionfigureblues.com and they are all correct, then you will go into the draw for one of these prizes. Please include your full name and shipping address so that if you do win, we are able to send your prize to you. And for the next at least three episodes, we will be drawing a correct answer out of the hat and awarding a prize. So, John, hit us with these awesome questions. Okay, here we go. Number one, pay attention. Guess Tim Miller sculpted a statue of a character titled Snow Day. What buxom video game lass is the subject of that statue? Ooh. Okay. Mm. Buxom. Buxom. Okay, number two. Number two. There was a small line of action figures for the TV show Alias. What is the name of the main character? And hint, there are two different versions of her. Ooh. Two, two, two. Two, two. Okay. Number, number three. In the film Pacific Rim, besides the color red, Crimson Typhoon was unique in the number of pilots. How many were there? I know that one. <laughs> Unfortunately... <laughs> you didn't stay in the film long enough to know oh, that answer. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, I've since read things about it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he reads the articles. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russia articles read you. <laughs> Go on. All right. Number four. What was the name of the dog in Spider-Man and his amazing friends? <gasps> it was not Adam. No, Snowy. Aww. Are you sure? I think. Did you give it away? <laughs> Did you just say the answer? No, I said uh, I think it's not snowy. Oh, not snowy. Okay. Yeah. Good. And number five. What Mattel DC figure features a headless specter that has a top hat? Dum, dum, dum. Good range of questions, John. Now, don't feel like you have to remember all of those. We will have them posted up at the website, and we'll also have a audio file of just this section up there as well for you to um, listen to. But if you think that you can answer all five of those questions, send in your answers with your name and shipping address to podcast at actionfigureblues.com. Uh, do that within, uh, I think we need the, uh, well, you can send them in over the next few weeks because we'll be awarding the prizes for the next few weeks. But if you want to be in with the best chance of having your name drawn out of the hat, do it right away. And we will look forward to awarding some awesome prizes. All choice, I should say. Oh. Oh. Well, what are you saying? Oh. No cash? No cash. No. Different. They can be exchanged for cash. No, they cannot be exchanged for cash. No, on eBay they can. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's right. You can win something, and if you don't like it, you can sell it. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, we're nearly done with our awesome 100th episode. We just need to do a bit of feedback and goodbyes, and we will come back so that we can do that. Comes the new Spider-Man 2000. Spider-Man patrols the blue waters with his latest craft. Nearby, the Splashers 2000 on their guard. 
everyone searching for the evil creatures. Here's Venom, stalking the Spider-Man Aquatic Fortress. Spider-Man Web Splasher playset, unbeatable. Well, as we said at the beginning of this show, the feedback that we get from our listeners is something that makes this really rewarding. So thanks to everyone who takes the time to email us, tweet us, or tweet at us, um, post on our Facebook page, even if you're being mean, and uh, takes the time to tell us what you think. And we have two emails to read out tonight. So Eli, over to you for the first one. Yeah, so Simon Deacher sent us an email. Um, hey guys, really enjoyed episode 98 and all the different views and thoughts. This was the episode where we um, did our wrap up of 2013. It was great to hear from almost every guy, almost every guy, but where was Justin? Also, whatever happened to Andy? P.S. I like hearing from Tom. He's funny and his different perspective from being in Argentina is cool. He's a little bit funny, I guess. Thanks, Simon. Mm. Well, Justin was there. You just had to listen really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, also omnipresent. He was omnipresent. If you, if you, we we slightly forgot to put his segment, <laughs> um, and we are more than slightly sorry. But if you uh, re-download it, it's there now. And, sorry, and I've been cool. flogging myself with a, you know. Broken something else here. Don't say that, John. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> you feel bad, that's what you're saying, right, John? Yeah. Okay, Stay, keep it at that. Um, and also, whatever happened to Andy? Well, Andy still lives. He just doesn't do the podcast anymore because life has moved on for him, but we um, are still in touch with him and he's doing well. He's in Japan at the moment. Is he? Cool. Ben's much in touch with him. Popping into um, Hot Toys headquarters. Wow. Very cool. Uh, but nice to know that people think of him. Um, and then, Adam, you have our other piece of feedback. I do. It's uh, from Geordie. He says, great show, guys. 98. Can I add my own red card for 2013? Underground Toys changing the Doctor Who line to 3.75 inch. Won't screw over your loyal fans. Underground Toys. Yeah, that's a fair call. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Joey, because that's something I actually thought of afterwards that I could have said instead of um, echoing the Mattel red card that a lot of other people gave as well. It does seem pretty dumb. Not to me. <sighs> My turn to sigh. Did they complete the main roster of characters before the Switch? Mm, yeah, oh, I mean, I think they're still It's they're doing the new stuff in... Three, right. three and three. So there's no eighth Doctor, is there? No. Oh well, besides in the um, that that uh, eleven Doctors set, they did an eighth Doctor figure. You're talking about the War oh, no, Doctor. Oh no, that's right. Oh sorry, not War Doctor. No, uh, they did one of him, and I think he is in the 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 older scale. I'm not sure, but I, yeah. I, I think they did him in the bigger scale. Yeah, John, you you can't. Um, Surely you sympathize with this person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, Star Wars black, anybody? (sighs) (laughs) So you know how it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure 
not just to be all together tonight, but to um, go on this journey with you. And is this uh, the last episode? No. <laughs> oh, phew. <laughs> Farewell, Amen. We, we start uh, renumbering, though, don't we? No. There's an all new exciting roster. Oh, yeah. And we're relocating to different rooms in each house. time slot, yeah. yeah. And oh, ASB now. <laughs> and, and anyway, Adam, and Adam's a new squad cracking nephew. <laughs> Adam's brain's going to be. Adam from 12 months ago, yeah. Scott's head or something, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. And we'll all have punchy hands. <laughs> can I have punchy slappy feet? hands? You, you can have punchy feet, sure, Adam. Yes. Does that make sense, really? I think you should have punchy feet and hands. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure and looking forward to the next hundred. Indeed. Thank you very much. Yay. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Good night, Argentina. Good night, Argentina. Yeah, bye, Argentina. Vote Quimby. Is it the last episode of Argentina? What? Hmm. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. the usual how are you so i just wanted to take a moment and ask you and everybody else what's been the highlight of this for you so far when you look back on the hundred plus episodes that we've done of this thing what are the the highlights for you that was terrible let's try that story (laughs) five and the and I'd like to mention highlights one more time because, because highlights. Is that the what kids the magazine that you're talking about? Or? <laughs> talking about his hair. Yeah, I had it done. Okay, five, four, three. Where else do you go? Professionals, professionals. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few weeks ago when I reviewed the Gentle Giant um, Spider-Ham bust, I commented that Gentle Giant uh, sort of stepping outside the box and doing a few sort of fun things. And uh, quite... Hello? <laughs> ben, could you speak a little louder? Tell us you're not there, Ben. I think Eli's been dropping out too. Are you back, Eli? I am now. Eli? Yes. I can hear him. No, sorry. I was just trying to shit him. That's all. <laughs> ben. I'll have to drop Ben out. <laughs> that's so funny. He could still be going. No, he can hear us. Oh, we were doing so well.
Yeah. You guys missed the question I was going to ask about what was favorite, Scott's favorite snack to eat on air. Hmm. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> Probably eating it right now. No, I'm eating a caramel slice. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Sure. Speaking now or forever, hold your peace. I'm holding it. Down, man. Okay. You've been doing that all night, Adam. Yeah, I'm good at it. Okay. <laughs> In. <laughs> that wasn't me. Get to a doctor. <laughs> you got rust. <laughs> you got piercings. <laughs> Prince oh. Albert. <laughs> that is a different discussion altogether. Okay. In five... Four, three. In five, four, three. Well, someone. Best intro ever. <laughs> I have no idea. I better make it into the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Okay. <laughs> Five, four, three.